champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. lose. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. M.A. Yes, he's a DB of the show. We're here, Black and Sports, giving you a voice for the people, by the people, where we will not shut up and dribble. Today, we're bringing you again in the locker room where we like to talk about some of the topics. And today, we're going to finish it up with the last dance. We're going to finish the last episodes. And uh, Miles, you ready to get into it? Yes, sir. All right, man. So, how do you want to jump off? I'm following your lead on this one, brother. I'm Scotty Pippen. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. All right, man. Yeah. Well, shoot. If you're Scotty Pippen, let's start with Scotty Pippen, man. How okay. about that? Um, yes, sir. I mean, since the and I, let, let, let's get a. I mean, it's sad, right? Like that was my Sunday night for the last five weeks. <laughs> right so it's just like you know get settled get the dvr ready because you know like i don't like to watch commercials so i record it so i could just zoom through it <laughs> but yeah since the documentary film man you know everybody has their reactions and scotty's come out and said like yo i don't like how i looked in the in the uh in the film what's your thoughts about that man uh i, I can agree and i i guess disagree with uh with Scotty. Um, oh, you think they did him wrong? <laughs> in some aspects, I do. What? Uh, okay. Well, for one, I think Scotty Pippen may have mentioned this, or maybe he didn't mention it, but um, in 1994 or 1995, between those two seasons when uh, we know Mike went to go play baseball, uh-huh. it wasn't around the team. Right. Uh, in an official capacity, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the story about when Scotty Pippen in game I think it was three or four in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Knicks, and he didn't want to go in because the last shot wasn't called for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a selfish move. Uh, and they were all here about that. Yeah, yeah in, a, in a team aspect. Yet, I don't know if this had anything to do with, A, the last dance of 1998, or Michael Jordan because he wasn't on the team. <laughs> so while I get it's a, it's a point in the in the Bulls dynasty, I guess you could say, at the same time, I'd be like, oh, if I'm Scotty, I would tell Mike, like, Mike, you were on the team, bro, so what's this got to do with you? Like, Oh, you to- so you're saying yeah. because it's the last dance, a.k.a. the Michael Jordan documentary, Correct. he allowed them to kind of – he didn't. you're saying that didn't need to be in there? I mean, Michael Jordan went on the team. If anything, if I was, if I was Scotty Pippen in a way, I could be like, well – you actually, as a leader of the team, you left us in the time you left the team, right? Like, this is he a good could, perspective. Okay, go ahead. He, he could argue that back. I mean, MJ, you're supposed to be the leader, but our leader essentially walked off and left us for, <laughs> for whatever, right? So it from that perspective, I get where Scotty Hitchens is coming from. Um, okay, I feel like, okay, devil's advocate here then. Okay, okay. Then the film peep crew came to him and said, Hey man, you know, after seeing this and looking at it, would you do that decision again? <laughs> and he said, "Absolutely, I wouldn't change a thing." So, I mean, you—I'm have... riding with him on that, though. Really? I mean, I, I really am. 
I guess I would ride with him as well because you know I'm definitely like a you know no regrets type of person. Like it is what it is at this right. point, at this point. Like right. then again though, like this is theatrical, right? This is movie. I, I don't know. You can't say that you look bad when you said those words. That that's I guess where I'm going with it. Well, let me put it to you this way. Okay. If Phil Jackson, uh, in any of those seasons, 91, 92, 93, uh, when Jordan came back in 96, 97, 98, whatever, when, whenever all that runs, if Phil Jackson was like, okay, you know what, this last play, Mike, I want you to take the ball out, and we're going to let <laughs> Forrest Grant or Scotty Pippen take the last side. I don't know if MJ would be as happy either. He might have been like, all right, well, I got you here. I'll sit out for now. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't have done that. I think MJ was he, he was about winning. Um, so it's all about a what if. But to a certain degree, I can kind of see where Scottie Pippen is coming from. But Jordan did like, do nah. that, though, right? Because, like, uh, Kerr starting to get his shine because he took took a lo- couple final last shots. Game winning shots. After Michael, after, after Michael Jordan gave it to him to take the game one shot. <laughs> if they was literally like, Michael Jordan, take the ball out, you're going to be straight decoy and let somebody else win the game for us. Uh, I don't know if Michael Jordan would have been as happy. Yeah, because it showed be that the Doc, I remember Ahmad pulled him up. I don't know where they were, but, you know, Ahmad was just like his, his co-signer. And Ahmad was like, hey, question, you know, who takes the last shot, blah, blah, blah. He looked at the camera, he's like, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And that was a dream thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that so was he, a dream too. That's what he's like. He's like me and then he, walked off. <laughs> can you imagine if, if Chuck Daly and the dream team was like, hey, Mike, uh, Clyde Dressler going to take this. Oh, uh, no. Mike would have went home. He wouldn't even finish his trip in Barcelona. Oh my God. So. You're teasing so many beef things. We're going to get into that though. Those are, you, you just, you just combine like two into one. I can't wait to get into those and see if we can get through it without laughing and cracking the hell up. Um, all right. So, so that was a sit down thing. The other thing was a contract thing. And I don't know if that, it was kind of in the earlier, earlier stint, but it, it seemed like it carried on because they never mm-hmm. really got his contract thing. I don't know if it reached all the way to like five or six, um, mm-hmm. but his contract thing, right. And, and you don't hate players as much now because you like, we give them the, the okay for mobility and, and get, get your bag and all that stuff. But that, you know, people could have looked at him a certain way for, for negotiating his money or attempting to negotiate his money. It's, 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 it's really different how we kind of view athletes now 100%. Uh, as a society. Well, I mean, just as a, a consumer, I guess. Um, it's now is, and now and then it's, it's, it's kind of about securing your financial future, uh, for athletes and you should get every pin, you know, penny that you can negotiate. That's what you're worth. Right. Um, but it seemed like, you know, back in those times, uh, you know, any contract negotiation was just automatically deemed selfish and, and, and certain, and I guess it's still kind of that. Mm-hmm. Way it's a little. It's, I guess that's still kind of the vibe, uh, perception wise. But um, it was really bad at Scotty. So um, while uh, you know, it, I guess in the in the doc, perception seemed like he was kind of selfish. Right. And granted, maybe he was, but he was underpaid for his services. Facts. <laughs> just big facts. Just to give you one hundred. So, right and. No, and that was the issue. And then last, I guess, two things is, so he went through this where he had glimpses. And, I mean, you know, I mean, we were even going to the studio, and I think, like, someone asked us, like, well, is, like, 
Scottie Pippen the number two best player in the NBA, and that was like far fetched. But um, they ended with the migraine and his back problems for him <laughs> reasons for him missing games or really not being effective. So my overall right. question before we move on then is, did it make him look bad? Yes or no? Your thoughts? Or did he make himself look bad? How about that? Uh, to, ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think yes, it made him look bad. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be quick, quite frank, uh, I, maybe he could have helped himself out in different situations. Uh, but, you know, I bet. I don't know. Maybe there's a way that you, were, I, I guess, I was receiving it, but like a back injury hurts, right? Right. And if you if your back hurts, your back hurts. You can't do anything. Especially for that to be like the the, the main storyline of that. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, all right, like okay. we could have just kind of glossed over this and talked right. about something else, but oh, we could have been talking about yeah. my back issues for a while. Not the last. That that's the last episode. That was either nine or ten when they were talking about his back in the, in the series. All yeah, right, they man. was yeah. So. <laughs> Moving forward, yeah. man. So early on, that was the design that they got into brand Michael Jordan, right? So mm-hmm. let's kind of walk through that, and you know that gets me excited. So I know you. I, I see Birdman is rubbing your hands together like right? Birdman, right? So it's got to be the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the shoes. So I mean, I just like that whole journey. Um, it's just funny the evolution of how one he had a a, a dope manager or agent. He did David to, to kind of say like, "Oh, this is what we want to do: take a team sport athlete and, and make him an icon individually." Like it's mm-hmm. never been done, you know, on a team right. sport aspect. So that was one going into that with that kind of concept and idea. And then he says, "You know, the first thing we wanted to attack was the shoes," and uh, mm-hmm. it's just amazing how. <laughs> one where the company is versus what it could have been, right? What if for sure? What if Jordans would have been Adidas? <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be rocking just Adidas the, right now. <laughs> just the way Adidas vibe is currently, like oh, I just so I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> they got a whole like different, I don't know, outlook in the way they do things. So Big that time. would be interesting. No, but but then I think you make a great point, right? Because we think about what their style is and what their offerings are right now, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about it back then, though, they were fresh. They had the track suits. Um, I think Run DMC was talking about my Adidas back then. So for a cultural perspective, it, it maybe makes sense why he liked that brand. Right. Um, I, 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 I totally agree. But the... <laughs> But it's funny that he got de- declined or denied by um, uh, Converse because Converse was the yeah. official shoe of the league at that point. And, right. Uh, who had um, Magic, Bird. Um, Dr. J. Dr. J. <laughs> Bernard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bernard King, all, uh, yeah. And, and Isaiah all had mm-hmm. shoes. And it's like, look, Rook, we ain't giving you a shoe because it was right. his rookie season. So once right. again, shout out to Dave, man. He's a hell of a, <laughs> a hell of a manager. And then just what they did with the shoe. I mean, with the whole, yeah. not just the shoe, his whole brand. The whole brand. And, and, and shout out to mom for like, boy, you, you need to take this Nike. Mom. Visit. Shout out to mother, mother, mom. I'm telling you, because, hey, Mrs. Jordan was like, boy, you better go to the meeting. 
Hey, she may have came up with the uh, with the slogan. She may have just said, "Hey, just do it, baby." Just do it. <laughs> so you go, shout out to moms, man. Yeah, moms like go to this meeting and see what they at least hear what these people talking about. You know, she said it like that too. Absolutely, and she put she put baby on the end of it. Just go yeah. see what they talking about, baby. <laughs> Oh, but no, he nah, became. But it, oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, no, go, 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 go. No, it just became a whole like when you look up how it started. The fact that they branded that thing right, so Nike was a track shoe. Like that's where they came out the game to become an NBA shoe, and they had just came out with like the new sole technology or something like that. And it was you know the Air Soles and Air Jordans. Like it's just one of those things that like luck and serendipity and and being prepared for the opportunity all came into one. Yeah. And then they're, even the, the, they're, they're different than not like designs of the shoe. Oh, I mean, yeah. I always look at those highlights his rookie year or, you know, whenever we start wearing the Jordan ones and they got, you know, they got a whole fresh new, you know, sleek color scheme together. And, you know, you look at his teammates and they just got some more like, you know, <laughs> pro kids, <laughs> pro kids. <laughs> White shoe with a little red, you know, a little piece of, you know, lace on it that's red or something like that. His whole design was fresh, so. Yeah. And Man, it, it, it was they did a great it. move. Great yeah. move. And they really started selling a culture early. Mm-hmm. Right? So getting Spike Lee to do the commercials. Yeah. Like, that's just innovative stuff. And then, of course, he incorporated it into his movies. So do the right thing. You know, they had that, that skit where – uh your boy's actually wearing a Larry Bird jersey and steps on, <laughs> steps on his shoes. And everybody hypes him up and shit. <laughs> great, great movie, by the way. No, it's an amazing movie, man. And that that touched, uh, shoot, Radio Raheem, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. It's, you know, man, it's, 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 it's crazy how, uh, you know, how he really set the platform. He is in Michael Jordan, set the uh-huh. platform from just kind of what, the modern day athlete is man. Like the, you know, one of the first things that happens, you know, for new prospects that go to, uh, you know, the NBA or NFL and things of that nature is always like, okay, what, what's he wearing on his feet? You know what I mean? Like, you know, what's the brand? Where, how's that? How are you going to bring out the personality, the person, uh, the athlete through the brand? Absolutely. Um, and I think it was definitely unique at that time. And like you said, man, I just think it's kind of lucky. And it's just crazy how much the foundation he laid for just a whole different wave of of uh, of culture and how how we receive athletes. No, I'm president. So we'll take it from the good to maybe the not so good. So he wait before you go oh, there. Oh, what you got for what me? You, the Gatorade. Dum da dum dum dum. <laughs> if I Did could be not? like Mike, <laughs> man. Hey, this is genius. Listen, that'd be like. Your ringtone, that'd be number one on iTunes and all <laughs> platforms right now. And then, like, what's so funny is if you listen to it, it's like a non um, – so I think some of them tried to do, like, a hip-hop because I think the commercial they show, like, um, Larry and My- Magic were rapping or whatever. But that right. be like Mike was like a universal, like – It was. Almost, you know, it was like – it was drums, but it was upbeat, like pop. And it's just like everybody wanted to be like Mike. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. I like. I know that I I used to know all the words to the to the song. Sometimes and, I dream um, that he man, is it was me. Just, it was just uh, <laughs> can't you see? 
Oh, so I dream shit. to be, yeah. And they need to bring back the glass bottles, man. That's probably coming back at one point. Well, By maybe the way, the, the Gatorade. The Gatorade, like glass water in the club or whatever. They could bring back the glass bottle Gatorade. Yeah, they got to bring that back. That should be like a uh, anniversary edition or something like that where they bring like, you know, a certain a certain amount of them collectibles. They that, they definitely should, man. With the uh, the nice green label, the and, original orange, like whatever that bolt thing is the, or whatever it is. And the three flavors. <laughs> You gotta stick with those flavors anyway. Right, man, that's I'm, true. all these all these different flavors, man. I'm good on the berry blast and the retro frost and shit. Like what? Oh, hey man, give me, me red, uh, lim- red, <laughs> lemon yeah, lime, lemon orange. lime, <laughs> and the orange. That's, that's it. it. Those are it, man. Yeah. All right, yep. man. Anything else on that? I'm good, man. No, that was actually a good one, though, man. I had that that like Mike is is definitely legendary. So great point. Talks about the brand, became the brand. I mean, he had McDonald's, he had, you name it, GQ, guests, everything, right? Uh-huh. And along with that, or maybe even the pressures with that, it came a time where um, his mother, once again, kind of came to him and said he she wanted him to stand up on a social issue. Um, uh-huh. And I know we're going to get on the mic you know, and, and do an episode of doing social issues, Um down the line, but what is your thoughts around his responsibility or what happened when he was put in a place of representing uh, the black democratic Congress? Well, I think he was a Congressman, the, the Harvey Gantt dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your thought about his responsibility to do that or his, just his overall decision? It's tough, man. Uh, you know, I, for one, I don't know, and I think maybe Michael Jordan even has said this, that, um, you know, nobody asked him. He didn't ask to be put in a certain position to where, you know, whatever Michael Jordan says may deem be more uh, important than, you know, other politicians that are actually, you know, in that line of work. Okay. Um, so from that perspective, I understand um, – I can understand his feeling around, I guess, being PC and, you know, you know, I think the, I think the passing statement was, you know, even Republican by uh, George or whatever the case is. So mm-hmm. I, from that perspective, uh, you know, nobody else is putting food on his plate. He's got to put food on his family's plate and, you know, keep roof over his family's head and um, take care of his image. I guess from that point, I can understand it. Uh, I don't know if I agree with it per se. Um, I think Michael Jordan was at the height of, um, at that time, he was at the height where he was like, almost OJ says, I'm not black, I'm OJ, right? So, um, for Michael Jordan at that point to, you know, to, to brand himself, or not necessarily brand himself, but just bring out to the light in the country that, hey, man, like, <laughs> I'm more than just an athlete. I care about, uh, blacks in politics and things like that. I think he could have really put himself on the forefront, and I don't think it would have affected him as much as maybe he thought it would have, right? Right. Um, because he was still Michael Jordan. He was still the best player on the court. He still winning championships. I don't think that brand would have been sullied at all, or if that's what he thought. Um, and it's and it's um, it is a fear. Like I understand the fear about it, 
right? Right. That's what most leagues kind of face when certain things come out. You know, we can talk about the Kaepernick thing. Um, you know, there's stuff coming out now that like um, Goodell wanted him or wants him in the league, although he had to kind of look at the other people that are his boss, a.k.a. the the owners of the teams that didn't like that and then how it would affect the corporate sponsors, right? Like you hear people like, oh, how's it going to affect your main, uh, your money stream? So I get that. I just think it's tough because, you know, we have unwritten rules. And he may not be in the situations that he wouldn't be if it wasn't for his ancestors before him, you know, and that's that that's the that's the kind of thing I guess we get put on us as a culture, fair or unfair. Um, right. it's there and for you to not know what's there, I think it's um it's just bad on you, right? Uh, you can find out about anything else. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't know about McDonald's or Gucci or, or, or whatever else, but he consulted and hell that the team he has around him, like he, his trainer, he's like, I like to smoke, I like to smoke cigars. So you need to figure out how I can work out where I can keep having cigars in my diet. And, uh-huh. and, and he's cause the, the trainer's like, Oh, well I had to figure out what I need to do so he can smoke cigars. So I just, think, right. you know, it's, I get it. I'm, I, I think I'm with you. I understand. Um, I just think it was a very big missed opportunity. And that's, and I was, I couldn't agree with you more with that word opportunity. I just think he just misses a missed opportunity because I don't think, um, in a certain sense, I wish he would almost bet on himself on that, in that aspect. Right. Because Mike, everybody wanted to touch Michael Jordan at this time. And I think everybody still kind of wants to touch Michael Jordan. Pause. I didn't mean to make it sound weird, but like, <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> but I'm saying like they association with Michael Jordan. I, I don't think that would have changed um, at all. And, and I could be wrong. I could be naive, naive for me to say, um, but I, I think he was at to that point somewhat untouchable. So uh, it was a missed opportunity. And he was younger then too, though, right? Like I, that's right. the other thing I don't remember of the time frame. But, you know, he's just, like you said, he's building his brand. And, you know, I mean, his mom did tell, like, he was strong enough or stood up enough to tell his mom no. You know, now he claims he gave money on the back end. If yeah, he did. He, and it's yeah. like, well, if, you, if you're going to give money to it, like, why wouldn't you stand up for it? So that's the thing that just throws me off because he adamantly in the doc says, well, I gave money and I contributed, you know, later on into other campaigns, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a little too late, though. Yeah, I think even like you know, bring it fast forward to like current day, where now he's, um, I guess done. <laughs> he's the owner of a team, and his Jordan brand is still uh, one of the top brands uh, in the game. I, he even now he's still he, he's making that effort to, you know, comment on social issues right. and things of that nature now. So I still think there's a part of him that's like, yeah, I missed the opportunity to do this from from jump. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, so moving into something that's you and I going to spend too much time on this, man. But I do think, you know, it definitely touched me when the way they went into him uh, losing his dad and then, and then the, the last game. Um, and then also the parallel that they showed, right? Because it's like something that you don't even think about. Um, but uh, Steve Kerr lost his dad, right? Um, and I, I don't want to say I like, but it was just interesting how they correlated those, those, those two. Um, I think the standout moment for me um, – was him on the floor um, after he won the game on Father's Day after his father had passed. Mm-hmm. The biggest and part, you, 
Oh, go ahead. You can hear the audio of it. And you hear the audio of it. That was the biggest change because we've all seen that picture. Or, I mean, most of us have seen that picture. And to hear the audio and then, you know, losing my parents, to hear that sound, like, I know that sound. Like, I felt that sound. But that's yeah. just kind of, um, you know, a definite release as far as expression, paint, like everything that was bottled up and that true hurt. And, you know, of course, no, it was, it was I, I liked the, that they showed that um, because they were going through so much where how hard he was on people, how hard he was on people and how hard it was being him, being isolated from people because, you know, everybody wanted a piece of him and then not having his father there. That is someone who's been there like his dad was there at every other championship right next to him. Like you couldn't find a picture of him in the championship without his dad right there. Right. So that that was that hit. And then they showed how um, the security guard guy really became a father figure to him. And then like how he looked after him. So I like that part of the story. You know, it's not big for everybody, but, you know, have someone who's lost both their parents, man. It's definitely that hit me. No, I thought it was huge, um, you know, because we on other episodes that we we talked about, um, you know, how sometimes the, the black father is not <laughs> always uh, depicted correctly. Well, not uh, even that. It's just they people act like, you know, it's non-existent. <laughs> it's non-existent. Man, you know, I, I've gone on many of kind of rants in our personal conversations about, you know, how I, how irritated I get when, you know, the narrative around every athlete is like, oh, well, you know, he came from a broken household. Broken household and his mama and grand, grandmama raised him. And, grandma raised right. him. And <laughs> he had to stay at the coach's house for two weeks. And, like, he football was his own family. Right. Yeah. Basketball was his only way out. And, you know, I had to just kind of gloss in that glossed over the, the black households that, you know, father and mom is home and uh, dad was in his life. Um, and so I thought that was, to your point, I, I thought it was probably one of the deepest and most important parts of the whole documentary, that relationship that he had with his father as a black father. And then how he sought that same kind of love and that um, relationship, I, I guess, relationship and guidance Oh yes, yes. Uh, from another black man uh, who was, his security and things of that nature, man. And it just goes to show, man, that um, we all need somebody that's going to, you know, be real with us and provide guidance. Even if you're at the top of whatever of your profession, um, that guidance is needed, man. So oh, it's... Um, I thought it was a very much an integral part and a key part uh, to the documentary. Man. Absolutely, man. And like his parents built such a great foundation. And even though, you know, the stuff he navigated to have both of his parents through all of that and to still have his mom, you know, like that's that's big because there's a lot of pitfalls that can come for not having that solid foundation when you go out in the world because people tell you anything or be in your face or, or, or lead you down the wrong path. Yeah. And I, and I thought that and I'm not saying this was a miss on a documentary. I, I, his mom was there, uh, you know, a couple times early on, obviously, right. uh, with the early interviews and a little bit later. Um, I, I did kind of wish that um, that piece of the puzzle of his, his household was in a documentary a little more. Right. Uh, I, I know. Well, you know, you know I, they're, 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 they're pretending it's not the Jordan documentary, so they couldn't correct. do that. <laughs> so so exactly, if they were exactly. to put both of them in, it's like, okay, this is the last exactly. thing. It's not the Jordan documentary, but it is the exactly. Jordan. And, exactly. And really quick on the curve, you know, it's just 
it was shocking. Like I didn't know he lost his father, like in college and you know, all this. I stuff. had no idea. Right. And like his dad was like a diplomat, like teaching overseas and all of that stuff. Yeah. And then that they played and they shared this thing. And he said that they never talked about it. Yeah. But sometimes like, I don't know. I don't even know if you have to talk about those kind of type of things, just you know, to know, you just know. No, that's a great and I, point, man. And I think even maybe they even saw their that, that self. You know, they they talk about their relationship, how they you know Mike punched Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr didn't really <laughs> he didn't really back down from him. I right, guess right. Um, I guess there was a maybe a mutual respect that sometimes that bond was there that sometimes doesn't need to be spoken on. You can just kind of leave it unspoken. So but, maybe right. that's know. maybe all right, man. Here's the fun part. <laughs> so let's talk about the beef, all right? And and we could call it the, <laughs> the the beef and the lies. And I think let's talk about we'll we'll, we'll inter- intermingle them because some people come with the lies and some people come with the beef and some people are mixed, all right? And um, since it was early, but it did come up later because of the book when the dude wrote the Jordan Rules. Let's talk about Horace Grant. <laughs> Go. I want you to go. Go. So Horace Grant came out and said, I never, and soon as a motherfucker say that, you know he lying. Because he raises, he had the high pitch like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, <laughs> we know what you're saying. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. Like, the, the, the writer guy who wrote the book is his boy. Don't say you never said anything about his former players before. Like, it's just you're talking, and you just forgetting. You may, you may say something, right? And then the dude like, oh. So that part, and then he got mad. And he's like, "Oh yeah, if I'm a snitch, then what?" Well, he was snitching and talking about. I was like, "No, yeah, horse, like, come on, horse, dog. You making yourself look bad, kid." That's the funniest part. <laughs> well, he's he's snitching on his teammates, talking about doing drugs with girls, and I'm like, wow, horse, you're telling on yourself now, you're bro. You're telling on yourself, man. <laughs> so that was funny to me. Then uh, Clyde. What back up on horse? Okay, what's up? What you got for horse? I think <laughs> two things. <laughs> so they, they made a they made an interesting point. Well, I, I think I heard it in commentary about the last dance. I heard this point. Okay. So one thing, you know, remember that there was like a story that came out in relation to the documentary that said, like, you know, Mike used to tell flight attendants, like, <laughs> hey, not to feed this, people. <laughs> hey, don't, hey, don't give him no food. <laughs> and I can, you know. Being you know, being that I spent some time in North Carolina, I could easily hear Michael Jordan say this to somebody. And it was Scott, be halfway serious. Scott Burrell, like, no, he, he played like trash. That yeah, means you no know, food. Yeah, he don't need to eat. I can hear him saying this. Oh. So, if if I'm Horace Grant, my manhood is challenged on national airway. So, of course, I'm gonna be mad about that. This is after whatever's happened, but of course, I'm gonna be mad about that. And number. And number two, uh-huh. or second on that, Horace Grant was like a top ten pick too, right? When he was drafted, right. So if you a top ten pick, you come from I, Horace Grant from Georgia, but you come from a small town in Georgia. You go to the University of thing with the Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, you that dude from all the way from high school to to college, and you get to the NBA. Everybody's like, yeah, you just grab rebounds from Jordan and play hard, <laughs> like. You're like, hold on, I'm hold the number up, like, nine. Right. I was a top ten pick the in the draft. Tier, like, I ain't gonna chop liver. So he's a little salty that about that. And then my last point: whenever somebody in current day says, "Hey, I'll, I'll, 
they asked him like, oh, they asked, they asked him like, you know, would you see, you know, if would you, you know, talk to Mike or whatever, or you want to talk to him now? And he was like, yeah, you know, if I saw Mike, I'd like to have a conversation. Now, if he wants to do, if he want to do something else with it, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know he's touched. You know he's touched when they do that. When, when, when ain't nobody else talking about putting hands on somebody. When someone like, no, oh, nobody, nobody, nobody said, said anything about. We can handle this. Then we can go outside. Some type so. of way we can do something. Like if he want to do it a different way, like nobody talk about fighting horse. He was touched. <laughs> he was so touched at that point. Really? Relax, brother. Nobody's talking about that. <laughs> That's yeah. All right, I'll let you start with Clyde, <laughs> and don't talk about his baby hair. He had he's rocking. I'm, I'm telling you, where that's where it all stems from, bro. As a man, that when I grow my hair, it looks like Clyde Drexler. Oh shit! To see that Michael Jordan came to you know came to reality and cut his hair before it and Clyde missed that opportunity to be the first bro with ball head. That that's why ate at Clyde. So he's just like, you know, again, I gotta just rock this right. dick by towel. I gotta be Clyde the Glide and you're you're Air Jordan. <laughs> like Clyde the Glide, like uh like I'm losing every which way. <laughs> yeah, that's cause uh, you know Clyde Clyde had that Jerry curl and uh huh, so you know what that does to your head. So he was just salty about it. So. Oh he was definitely salty, man. That's to start off with, man. But uh, yeah, Clyde's beef is real, man. He uh, <laughs> he didn't like being the JV shooting guard uh, to Jordan, and Jordan, you know, was just like, yeah, there was no comparison <laughs> between <laughs> like, me like, and Clyde. Yeah, he's, man. Like, he's like, I mean, he's an okay player, but like, he's <laughs> he's nowhere, nowhere in the atmosphere with me. I'm like, oh damn, just like shots, right? Like just shooting shots left and right. <laughs> like damn. And then the shrug. Missed, and then like, oppor- yeah, this <laughs> opportunity by the Trailblazers, by the way. Oh, what's that? You know, because Clyde was on the team the year that Jordan got drafted. In '84 draft, the, the Trailblazers had the second pick, right? And oh, Clyde Drexler was already on the team, but they took Sam Bowie instead Bowie. of Jordan. That's so, right. you know, missed opportunity. Maybe Clyde would have been mad either way because he would have been Scottie Pippen in this. Doc if Jordan went to the Trailblazers, but uh, or if they didn't like him, if Jordan didn't like yeah. him, he'd have got shipped out like Horace Grant. Oh. <laughs> True. True. Uh, all right, we got to talk about Isaiah. <laughs> Man, that's real. And you so go start so, on Isaiah. So, so, so this is the one that's going to be beef and lies. <laughs> so, right. so he says boldface, man. You can put that on me, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't say it. <laughs> and then what the report, mean? then the reports come out that the reporter plays the audio clip of him <laughs> saying, "Well, yeah, it's either him or me." <laughs> Boldface lie, come on, Mike, man. You know we got the tapes. <laughs> I don't think Mike cares at all, and I honestly don't think Isaiah cares at all. No, I, I mean he doesn't, but he does. I think Isaiah cares because of the missed opportunity, right? We talk about opportunities in life, so I mean, dream team. He could have been a, like the dream team, like that started it all. Like there will never be another dream team, and yeah. like he said in the doc, he's like, man, I met all the criteria except for one. Mike didn't like me. Which is one of the funniest quote i don't i'm not sure that would have into the selection process <laughs> but i met the criteria but i wasn't selected 
<laughs> it's I hilarious. not select. And I'm like, oh, that's tough. And then, I mean, Mike just kind of continues the whole. So the other beef, I'm going to say he had a beef with Reebok. <laughs> Let the For beef sure. continue. The man was like, no, nah, I'm not wearing that shit. And then, you know, the dudes, they say like, oh, well, you can't get your medal if you don't wear it. And the dude <laughs> wears the American flag <laughs> over the logo. Yeah. And this whole time, I I never knew that's what he was never, doing. Many times I've seen it, I've, I've never known that. So and everybody just that like, was oh, pretty Mike, interesting. Mike, Mike's just so patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> no the loyalty to his brand. That's he's a, he's a p word, petty man. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely is. Here, on the Isaiah thing, because I I think here's what I think about how that relationship is and why it's like that. So if you notice, like you know Isaiah. You know, they, they beat him. They beat up on him. Um, they beat up on him. And, you know, they Michael Jordan, he probably owes Isaiah and the Pistons some credit to the sense that, you know, it took him to another level of getting himself better, getting his, being a better leader, getting his teammates better, you know, to, to beat them ultimately and, right. you know, be the champion that he ended up being. But I'm not, Isaiah talks about Jordan, you know, a positive light about his, you know, his skill and, you know what he did, but he never. He doesn't seem like he gives Jordan reverence. I guess I don't know. I don't, he's one of the players in that era that just does not kiss the rings. If you ever hear like Mighty Johnson talk about Jordan, it's like yeah, he was just a different guy at his league now. Right. Larry Bird was all yeah. Larry Bird even said you know when Jordan was whenever he scored sixty three points on them in the playoffs, even though the Celtics swept them, he was like yeah, Jordan was you know God and you know basketball shorts or whatever like jesus um, yeah and isaiah was like yeah he's good but we beat them <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we sent them home yeah hey, we used to beat them michael jordan couldn't go left and he didn't pass the ball to his teammates and we knew that and i'm the real dude in chicago let's not forget about that so that, i think there's yes. a there's a certain like reverence that he never gave to jordan that i just think that rubs jordan the wrong way and i think isaiah probably smirks at that and you know that's that's a good way to end the beef because like he doesn't have beef with anybody that doesn't kiss the ring. Like if you if you kiss the ring, you had no qualms with him. Because I mean, even Dennis Robin that left to go wrestle, <laughs> right? You know, like he embraced him and like, oh man, that's just him. And you know, they kind of you know patted him on the head when he came back to practice. But anybody that kissed the ring has no long standing issues with him. With the exception of Charles Barkley, but he he did he was talking too much on TV. Well, yeah. Currently, yeah, that was different. That was Barkley got into the media ranks and you know told he, told him, he <laughs> said he don't know how to run his team, man. Said so he's a bad yeah. businessman. Yeah. All right, man. That with him. So that's pretty much. I mean, there's some other little beefs that came up, but I do want to kind of wrap it up on this. All right, so I'm, I got this question for you: Should they have come back? For uh, to go seven to go seven. Uh, no. Okay, I like that. I like that. We'll just end What'd it with you that. Think? I, I don't think they would have made it. End out on the top. <laughs> you know, if there's, there's, exactly. There's something about their mystique that was like, oh, they were they never lost in the finals, and they went out. I mean, they never went to seven games, like all of the stuff. And I think all the stuff that 
it's why no one will really ever beat Mike because it's the lore. We're, we're now in the lore of, of Mike. And if the way they left, it makes you think like, man, could they have won another one? And I think that's, you, you, you could talk about you so could. many, you could say, oh yeah, well they still had this and man, if they did that and you know, Pippen would have stayed another year if Mike would have stayed and did it, you know? So I, I think, yep. I think they left at the right time, man. Yeah. My boy Colin Curry says like, sometimes you, you gotta leave the party too early. It's better to leave it too early than too late. That's right, man. That is definitely oh. right. Anything else you got on this, man? I mean, it, it's sad to see this go, man. It was definitely a great documentary and um, I don't know, what other documentary they could do a 10 part series on that have me this captivated. It started off a little slow for me, but um, it really kind of picked up and had me hooked after all the way to the end. I mean, timing is everything. I think it would have been popular at any time, but you know, with the world in its current state, um, it was just a perfect time. There was nothing else on TV, but the last doc or last dance documentary. So. You know, that pissed LeBron off. <laughs> well, LeBron's like, forget it, man. I'll just, I'm going to buy Netflix and just, all oh, this is mine. <laughs> well, you heard the tweet or something like, yeah, man, I would have loved to play with, with MJ, or I think I could have played with MJ or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I feel, I, I'm definitely a Jordan guy when it comes between those two, but uh-huh. I feel for LeBron, man. There's nothing he could do to catch up with Jordan. He could be, LeBron James is probably going to be the leading all-time scorer in NBA history. He's probably going to be top five in assists. And they're still gonna be like, "Well, you're not as good as Jordan." I've been in the he's been in the finals like thirty times, and he's not as good as Jordan, but he just could never catch Jordan. It's like a it's a, a movable object. The mystique. Yep, there it is, man. So, hey, thank you for your time, and I think that was fun going down that, man. I think they did a good job on that doc. Um, and uh, oh, we, oh, what's let up? Let me ask you this Uh-oh. last question, man. Uh-oh. My bad. Damn. So okay. remember when we first talked about this, right? Okay. When the doc was going, yes, and we talked about how he said you don't know, like you got confused at some points where they were like, I didn't uh, like them going back and forth. So you didn't like it, no. After it summed up at the end, overall you still like, nah, I'm good on that. I'm good. Like it's not a Quentin Tarantino movie, man. It's like, <laughs> and I get it because since I guess we knew the endings of everything, like jumping right. back and forth maybe makes it a little more. I don't applicable to the storyline, but no, I didn't like that. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, to that point, it did have a little butterfly effect to it. So yeah, I like, get it. No, just, just keep it moving. But they did a good job <laughs> all in all. I mean, so, yes, you know, the Jordan documentary is over. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we get the Mike Tyson one next. I'd watch that. Ooh, I really would. I, if they have footage of that damn horse. <laughs> <laughs> if they have Bruh. footage of the horse. It's over. That, <laughs> that doc is moving to the leaderboard. There it is. There it is, man. Hey, well, I hope you enjoyed this show, man. Please give us any feedback you want. You know, we are on the, all podcast platforms. Uh, follow us, Black and Sports, and just know that we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got is sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 yo. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.